It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Ben Roy Turner. Hello there. Hello, I'm Josh Brown. Hello there. Chaps, it seems like the PS5 reveal event is going to be on June 3rd, according to both Venture B and Bloomberg. Um, so we just thought we'd sort of do a little bit of a, a fan booking as to what we want to see, um, because Lord knows Sony aren't putting any details out. Um, and we're just going to hope for the best when it comes to next week. Um, so we've kind of separated this into uh, openings, reveals, and closers. Um, what do we want the show to open with? Uh, what do we hope is going to drop throughout? What's the big takeaway going to be? And then what are they going to close on for maximum impact? Um, so the first one, uh, first category is openers. Um, I went with God of War 2. I think it's about time that they just they just open the show on some full-on God of War 2 gameplay. You know, the sequel to the 2018 game uh, running on PS5 and some immaculate you know, Lumen engine stuff. Give me some fancy lighting. Uh, Mr. Benroy, you went with um, a, a remaster of the Resistance trilogy. So we're to get back to that because that's, that's, that's got I, me. That. Yeah, let's, let's get back to that in a minute. <laughs> and then uh, Josh went with, um, they reveal Spider-Man 2's logo and flashes of a super high def suit. Um, so I think we should go with the Resistance one because that seems like such a left field thing. Why Resistance and why the trilogy remaster? So can I just first put off here, I kind of thought I was following suit because I thought Josh was talking about spider-man 2 on ps2 and i thought you were talking about god of war 2 as well so no! i was so confused because <laughs> stupid franchises just start again and then i'm lost in the woods somewhere mm-hmm. but uh no as as a young child who couldn't afford a playstation 3 when it came out and never really played the resistance games i want them now and i want <laughs> the thing is i want them to tease this because leading to a point later i want this to be a lead up to and there's gonna be more but i want them to really go whole, whole hog Mm-hmm. and maybe do what they would do with a resistance let's say four because i think there's been a few other spinny off games and psp stuff there's a lovely would, one on the vita uh yeah uh, that's a dead console i think now but, um, <laughs> i would love them to uh basically if they're going to do this though like don't just take the games and just slap a bit of paint on them do mm-hmm. what they would do with a four i imagine they would have all this insomniac could have all this sort of like lined up for a number four and also they've just been teasing resistance i can't speak sorry resistance to me for so long now on twitter Mm -hmm. that i just want to see some world war ii men fight some aliens and then i want to see aliens ruin the world because (laughs) it's it's resistance felt so different from just being a like observing it from afar i just want 
them to delve back into it. And Sony don't really have a first-person shooter at the moment, like because I think Killzone's run its course. Yeah. And even though there's always rumors that there's going to be enough one, we've we kind of got the main force of Gorilla behind uh, Horizon. I imagine there's going to be a second Horizon at some point, mm-hmm. or it's Zero Dawn Two or whatever they want to call it. So I want Sony to choose this as their franchise to enter back into first-person shooters. Lean more on the alien stuff. Get really weird with it, but also mm-hmm. get a lick of paint first on those new ones and make them better. To be fair, like the the one sort of genre bracket that they don't really have a contender for, like people would point to Killzone, but I, for me, I never thought Killzone caught on. I've done yeah. so many different sequels, um, and obviously they launched you know Shadowfall with the PS4, but like Resistance kind of has that has more of a fan base, like has more of a, even a visual identity. It's not just a bunch of gray military men. At least you kind of have, uh, I forget what you call the alien race in them. Chimera. Chimera. And with the, you know, big fang teeth and the multiple eyes and stuff. And it's like, yeah, I mean, (laughs) as much as it might be a dead console after Ellie's finished with it, the PS Vita version of Resistance is really, really good. Um, Yeah, I would, as much as it sounds like a weird left field thing, if they just open with, hey, by the way, we haven't forgot more Resistance is coming, that would totally be, that would be pretty awesome. They own Insomniac now. So by the way, we... Mm -hmm. Hey, you guys, you made this thing for us. We own this thing. Do you want this thing again? Do you want? Would you like more things? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you come down I, on this. I dig this idea, man. I'd like to see Resistance come back. Not over some other Sony franchises, but I think there's potential there for them to, you know, like Ben Roy says, have that first-person shooter series because I also agree that Killzone's probably, you know, finished its course. But as an opener, that's just madness. To come out <laughs> the gates and be like, our big thing to get you in is Resistance Remastered or Resistance 4. Like, that you is- would, would you rather another tech demo, but instead this time ducks, it's loads of Kratos heads in a bath. <laughs> no, I'd, you know what I'd like? literally anything else i'd like <laughs> to see resistance there during the show don't get me wrong if there was like a moment where they came out and they were like look we've got this franchise back it's going to be on playstation 5 i'd pop for it but if that's what they led with i'd be thinking oh they have not got anything up their sleeve have they it's not a it's not a super <laughs> hd suit version of spider-man is it that's what you would like the uh, ps5 hey, yeah. to open with some footage for spider-man 2 Yes, I think I think if they're going to start with a game reveal, it's going to be a major sequel like that. And I think God of War 2 is a good show as well. But for me, Spider-Man is the thing that will sell consoles. Obviously, God of War will sell a lot. But um, apart from Uncharted 4, the, the first Spider-Man game is the highest selling PS4 exclusive so far. Mm-hmm. So this is the thing that's going to attract the mainstream. You know, this is the thing that will get even Xbox fans interested because Spider-Man is a huge brand. It's sold very well. People like the original, it wasn't as critically acclaimed as, you know, God of War was, but there were still mm-hmm. strong reviews. People uh, want to see what happens next in this franchise. So I think it's been long enough that they will have something. It's been over two years since the game came out. And I think if you open up with that, you know, flash a logo coming to PlayStation 5 2021 or something, show a brief glimpse of a suit, perhaps a different one, a slight variation on the one that they had in the first game, uh, maybe a tease of Venom or something like that. I think that's yeah. how you would get people chomping at the bit to get um, pre-orders in for a PlayStation 5. I just think it's a nice way to kind of start the show with something that everyone pretty much would enjoy. I think considering how much that they're leading with, they're trying to sort of like throw a big lasso around all these first party or at least, or even second party um, exclusives that they have now, like that new animation that they put out, the PlayStation Studios one. Um, you know, they're kind of treating Spider-Man as a Sony character, which is what they try to do back with the PS2. Sorry, with the PS3. Uh, the PS3's original font was the Spider-Man font and the movies and, you know, all that jazz, which kind of just got away from them for a bit. But like, yeah, I guess Spider-Man can be a Sony PlayStation. 
PlayStation mascot. Like that's that's a hell of a get if they can get that across to the mainstream. Getting back on the skateboard, that's what I say as well. Getting <laughs> Tony Old, getting back on that skateboard. Him, that's and Darth, him and Darth Maul, Spider-Man Two. Let's go. Yes. Sorry. Benroy mentioned, you know, Insomniac and stuff. Obviously, Sony have bought Insomniac. I don't think you buy that studio for as talented as they are. Is you if, if you don't want to make Spider-Man like a, a mascot on the level of Kratos or Aloy or you know Ellie or Nathan Drake or something like that, because mm-hmm. obviously Insomniac had been making games for Sony for decades prior to Spider-Man, and it was that game that sort of acted as the clincher of okay, we need to buy the studio, we need to keep them because they're a talented bunch mm-hmm. and they've got all of these juicy IP that they could be working on. So I do genuinely think they are going to try their hardest to make Spider-Man the face of the console as much as any other character in the library. I tell you what they're actually going to do based on the leaked stuff. It's going to be Ratchet and Clank. That'll be their extra thing. That'll be their extra thing. I'm trying to say in some of this in some of that game because I know it's gonna eventually just be knack free in it. The the third knack. <laughs> Mark Sony's little baby got out of the shed for two installments. No one bought knack two. Uh, I'd be amazed if they doubled up. Knack the greatest game of our generation. Have you seen how Knack 2 runs on an Xbox One? Have you seen how Knack 2 runs on a PC? It doesn't because it's on the PS4 <laughs> and it's perfect. It, it does just look like a, a bunch of gardening equipment has just yeah. sort of rolled together for a bit, though. It's not the best thing to lead with. Um, but yeah, I guess they need something at this point that just completely turns heads. I mean, I, they've not detailed that much as to whether it's an in-person conference, like if they're going to be having someone on stage, whether it's this Nintendo Direct ripoff, like the State of Plays are, um, but they need something big and something exclusive. I don't think they can even remotely go down the uh, third-party route that Xbox tried to do, because I think that that showcase has only aged worse over time, even though I, I liked it at the time. And um, let's talk about stuff that can happen during the conference um, itself. Uh, my thing was to lead with full backwards compatibility, just because they, you know, they filed the patent for it a few months ago, and the idea that they, they, the PS5 can play PS1 games, PS2, PS3, maybe even make Vita and PSP games downloadable. Um, I just think that's too perfect of a thing not to do. And like in the era of streaming, and even Nintendo sort of going like, here's this virtual console adjacent thing where you get packages of titles, um, and also Sony need to make good on the mini PS1. That thing is an abomination and it's just like you have so many awesome games sitting there and you won't just let people have them so my main thing is that they capitalize on all that hype do the whole this is how we do it style thing that they did for the start of this generation um, and just confirm that you can play any old ps1 ps2 disc ps3 disc on the ps4 what do you think josh brown that's going to be fascinating because it's what's interesting Everyone. to me is how much this conference or stream or whatever it's going to be is going to be Sony doing their own thing and also Sony responding to Microsoft. Because so mm. far, Microsoft have got out the gate. They've announced a few games. They've announced a lot of features. We just did the news on their big backwards compatibility plans. So I do think Sony needs to kind of match that with their own and say, like, look, this isn't something that's exclusive to the competition. We've got our own plans for backwards compatibility. We've got all of these games you like. We've got this vast library of titles just going spare, and we're going to put them all on the PlayStation 5, and you're going to be able to play them all. They're going to be up They're going to be better than ever. So I, I think they have to mention that at some point. Yeah. I wonder how much time they'll spend on it, and I wonder whether they kind of, think of it as an Xbox thing at this point, whether they're going to try and steal the crown or whether they're simply going to give you five minutes of, we're matching what they're doing. It's not a huge <laughs> focus, but it's there, don't worry. You know, yeah, like, I mean, I, 
I mentioned in the news that I think going into the next generation, it's like, do you want to lead with exclusives and new stuff or do you want to respect legacies and sell a console based on you can play any old game better than ever? I think that's an that's such a fascinating thing for them to go with because Sony were the ones who said no one cares about backwards, about older games. And then, you know, this generation, they've embraced their first party stuff more than ever. So it's like, maybe they don't even need to. Like if you really got all, you know, brass tax figures with, you know, does backwards compatibility actually result in overall, you know, um, attachment rates for consoles and stuff, then maybe it quote unquote doesn't matter but it's such a massive consumer thing it's such a huge like perceptive and optics thing that if you can just say everything is available on this one system like it just seems like such a massive open goal um benroy do you care about (laughs) all previous generations of stuff or do you think they should lead with new things I do because there's going to be a way. I I want a way to play Glover in 2021 and 2024 going <laughs> onwards. And if I can put a PS1 disc Glover in there, then I'm going to be all for it. But I just don't like. I, yeah, sure. Microsoft have put their foot in the door. That Phil Spencer's again. We can play everything. Let's only just put the whole leg through the door and just <laughs> go. You know what? Even more. Like we can double it. You know, <laughs> 20 years worth of stuff. Let's go from like 95 is the PS1 came out. Yeah, 95, 96, depending on reason. I just don't see how they would make it like there's probably people like phenomenally smart than me that working out how to put a, a PS1 disc in there and make it go. But I think somehow it's probably gonna be tied into PS now. I just think mm. there's gonna be a caveat. There's gonna be this it took them four hundred thousand years to change be able to change name on PlayStation. Sure. That, that even yeah. comes with uh oh by the way some games will be broken. <laughs> so <laughs> I think there's gonna be as to lead to my point a bit I think there's gonna probably lead more into PS now and that whole service and I think if they can get at least the ROM the ROMs of the actual games for the games on PS now mm-hmm. you put a disc in and then you can download it from that rather than just working straight away. And mm-hmm. sure people will probably get annoyed that there might be like a couple of quid in between just for the subscription for ps now but i don't know how it will just i don't know how i could put a copy of glover in and just get glover to work on the ps5 that's what i'm trying to say i guess it's just straight up like emulation like but i mean that's the thing that microsoft have got out there and just and just said oh we have all these fancy software ways of getting the new console to recognize old discs and in in microsoft's case like you know they're adding hdr 4k like all these different things to old games automatically so like that that sort of um can you hand down a gavel? The gavel's been handed down. The thing is, though, for that, but yeah. isn't it, every 360 game is probably available to buy digitally on that store, wasn't it, at some point? Mm. And that, the original Xbox probably didn't have the biggest library in the world. We're talking PS2 here with the yes. most juggernaut library and then PS1, which feels like they're going into a temple now and in an archive and brushing off all these old discs. Hey, if you didn't play Brute Force, that's your that's your loss. There's Fusion <laughs> Frenzy, there's Brute Force, there's Kung Fu I... Chaos. I play Fusion Frenzy 2, my friend. There you go. See, <laughs> they've got a handful of them. I think those ones are just more, uh, yeah, if you compare like libraries, obviously Sony's library is, is catastrophically better um, than anything that uh, Microsoft has. Um, but yeah, Benoit, your uh, reveal stuff was that the um, the backwards compatibility stuff will be rolled into PS Now and that if you didn't own the disc, you could just download it, which, yeah, makes way more sense because they put so much um, technology and money into the Gaikai streaming stuff. And yeah. even though they've kind of abandoned some of it to let you download certain titles, um, yeah, that's that's maybe one way that they could go. I guess, Josh, what do you think of them just trying to trying to convince us that PS now matters? 
I think that, yeah, I feel like over the past year or so, they've really doubled down on that. They've pumped more money into it. They've overhauled a lot of things that people didn't like. They let you download, you know, PlayStation 4 games. They've added a bunch of really good PlayStation 4 games to the service, and it's much better now than it was. So mm. I think with the amount that they've invested in it and how much they pushed it over the past year, they have to kind of double down on it yet again. I think that will be their answer to backwards compatibility, whether or not it's as good as Microsoft's. I'm not even sure if they care that much at the point at this moment in time i wonder Mm -hmm. how much they look at backwards compatibility or you know anything like it as just a kind of marketing thing to have because they need it because the competition has it like looking at the raw numbers they haven't suffered this generation because they didn't have that microsoft has excelled because they did but Mm -hmm. i don't think it would have sold more play a a considerable amount of playstation 4s if they had that feature you know what i mean Mm -hmm. they're going to look at their success this generation they're going to look at 100 plus million consoles sold all of the software all of the exclusives and say yeah it's nice to have backwards compatibility but we don't need to be leading with it we don't need to be at the forefront of that we can let microsoft have it and as long as we can take a box have it saying on the um playstation 5 website that we've got you know, compatibility with PlayStation 4 games, with PlayStation 3 games, maybe even further than that, then I think that's probably all they'll do because ultimately yeah. it's not a current vital part of their business model in the same way that Games Pass is with Microsoft. I know, and I guess that's kind of the thing. It's just, so, I mean, some people, there'll be plenty of people who are going to be buying the PS5 that weren't even on this earth when the PS1 and PS2 were around. So it's not going to, it's only going to really matter to the likes of us that remember the halcyon days of polygons and everything. And if you but, think, uh, I was just saying, if you think back to like, a lot of the games, I, there must be like, say, 20 Rugrats games on a PS1. <laughs> like, are you going to get all of them on there? Them on. There's like 1,300 games on the PS1, I just checked, and for over almost 4,000 games on the PS2. Okay. Most of them are probably licensed stuff. Like, imagine trying to get that stuff on there. I, I think it's going to be right. a bit of a nightmare. Mate, like you've chosen the wrong franchise there, my friend, because <laughs> yes, I do want all those Rugrats games on there. Yeah, I want 100%. <laughs> there, there was that there was the old toy story game i mean honestly if we started running down like you know hidden yeah. gems on the ps1 um I, I can finally buy the ps5 to play bugs and tars time busters and simpsons hit and run the like, bugs life yeah. game a bugs life on <laughs> it right the marketing writes itself yeah i think that yeah i mean like i said before like it, it is more of an optics thing it's more of a oh that's nice i'm glad that they did it type thing whereas if you're just mr cold hard businessman then yeah how much does it actually result in people buying the ps5 to play old stuff it probably doesn't but um but it looks good and it's just such an open goal just to say that the whole playstation library is available no matter how you do it whether it's literally like physical discs or just some sort of subscription service that just feels too obvious to not do here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze... Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Before 
before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Um, Josh, your reveal stuff, you went down the game-by-game uh, game stuff. You said that there should be a sizzle reel, um, and I'm going to reel off some of the stuff that you've got as part of your sizzle reel. Um, so you had um, Horizon Zero Dawn 2 gameplay, um, revealing the Demon's Souls remaster, um, the Silent Hill reboot, a Resident Evil teaser, I'm going to assume Resident Evil 8, but we can get to that in a sec, the next Call of Duty as well. Um, and then you've got uh, all, all running in higher quality um, and you've got you mentioned backwards compatibility. What were your thoughts on all that? Yeah, so I think we'll get a sizzle reel of backwards compatibility in a bunch of key games mm. alongside perhaps a remaster like Demon's Souls and just kind of showing you, like we were just saying there, games that you love from previous consoles at a higher resolution, at a higher frame rate, stuff like that. But yeah, I think we have to see, or at least in my opinion, we have to see Horizon Zero Dawn 2 gameplay mm. because that game is, is what, like over three years old? At three this years, point. yeah. We know they've been working on it for a while. They've got to have something to show. And I think that will be one of the first exclusives out the gate that really shows us what the PlayStation 5 is capable of. We know that late last year they were putting together a trailer because they were getting more Cap Studios at Guerrilla Games to get involved uh, with creating something. And mm. obviously it has to be for Horizon Zero Dawn because it's the next logical step. And they've talked about how they want it to be a trilogy and stuff. And I think out of all of the games that we've talked about, all the exclusives we talked about, Spider-Man, God of War, Horizon is the one I think they've had enough time to properly prepare something special for in terms of a gameplay demo. So I think we will see, we might see a, you know, a, a reveal of Spider-Man and God of War, but the substantial exclusive that I think we'll see is Zero Dawn 2 for me, because uh, that's like one of the most important IPs of the generation. So again, to come out the gate swinging, it's still fresh enough to be considered new, 
but bankable enough to sell consoles. I think it's it's weird. Like I I adore Horizon so much. Like if I was going to do top you know games of the generation uh, on on PlayStation, it would be like top five or maybe even top three. But it's weird. I kind of feel like for as much as they led with like this is the new you know PlayStation mascot, I some part of Horizon feels a little bit forgettable. And I don't know if it's because it doesn't have any new signature mechanics that are entirely its own. Like my whole thing with that game was that you you sort of took like Tomb Raider or Shadow of Mordor like. Uh, bow and arrow combat and you put it in an ubisoft open world and it works it ticks all the boxes but even the vision mode is like hitman style or whatever and um, or assassin's creed and i was like well it kind of needs something new to make its mark but horizon is one of the only new franchises new ips this generation so like if you're going to lead with here's the new stuff that we've done alongside you know older things like god of war then that would be a great way to go um ben what do you think of horizon I would say Horizon Zero Dawn 2 or Horizon 2 or whatever, you scale it down. I think you mm. take the more God of War approach of it and don't have these bloated worlds for seemingly, I feel like sometimes just because they can say they've got a big open world, like yeah. the amount of fatigue I would say I would have in an open world these days is so far. Or even like take the, I'm going to say again, like the Evil Within 2, that's got a big world, but it's like everything of like that doesn't feel wasted. Mm-hmm. And for me, towards the end of Horizon Zero Dawn 2, it was just a lot of like trolling one way to the other. And I really hate fast traveling in games because at this point when I'm fast traveling all the time, I feel like it's just, I, I don't want to be here anymore. I just mm-hmm. want to get it done. But I do feel like part of Horizon for me has been forgotten because it's just kind of like the, after that DLC, there's just been nothing. It's just been... Yeah. Sort yeah. of like left away to simmer. Maybe that's because we had God of War and obviously other people had Spider Man and stuff like that. But I, something about it, it needs a new lease of life and it needs a bit more oomph next time around, mm. I think. I, I think it's important to kind of put it into context as well because I do agree with you both. Like, I think you're right when you talk about like, you know, it didn't bring anything. It, like, it wasn't a new way to play games, but I think it was a new way to play games on a Sony console because at the time they hadn't anything like, you know, an open world RPG style thing that would yeah. take you 50 hours True. to complete. Now they've made that their bread and butter essentially with the likes of Spider-Man, God of War, everything that followed. But Days at gone. the time, yeah, Days Gone. And Days Gone's a great example, yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the time that was kind of like the first to usher in that, um, you know, mentality, that kind of branding on, the, on Sony's front. So I think it got a lot of attention because of that but now they do have to do something kind of above and beyond because that's just what sony does now that's the kind of game sony makes they've established Mm -hmm. that as their thing so i think we need to see something big from horizon i think we will you know we have to remember like that was guerrilla games's first real attempt at a game like that so for a first effort it was already pretty up there so with the lessons they've learned everything all the technological leaps in between i do have faith that they'll be able to pull something off that is so special and not just more of the same, like you said. Yeah, I mean, same. Like, I have total faith in the studio. Like I said, I absolutely adore that game. I mean, give me robo-dinosaurs in everything. And I guess the nearest thing to, like, a unique mechanic is that whole shave something off the enemy and then use it yourself. I think Ark Survival Evolved or whatever has that too. But I thought that that, there was just, there was such a tease there of, like, oh, we could flesh this out so much more, like grabbing a cannon off the side of some dinosaur and using it on the next thing and comboing those things together and crafting your own, like, makeshift weapons and stuff. There's so much they can do that would make it, like, Horizon own signature gameplay um, I say, yeah. uh best use of a bow in a game i think i've ever had like Ooh. i can't think of a bow better and also i appreciate Almost. a game that found a way around not using the gun from 98 percent of the game just just <laughs> bowing some dinosaurs and it actually works you don't have to put 100 skill points in to make it like feel good 
Mm-hmm. I'll totally say because um, we monitor the uh, the Twitter tag um, hashtag WCGP. Let us know your favorite bow and arrows in video games because Horizon is definitely a top one. Uh, we mentioned Last of Us last time we did a Last of Us pod as well as we're having an extremely satisfying bow and arrow thing. Um, we should stick with Josh's thing uh, for the end. You think they should end with the console reveal? Uh, also announce a firm date. Do you think they'll hold off that long before they show us show us what it actually looks like? I think so. I feel like that's a nice way. To, either, either they're going to come out at the very beginning and show us the console, or they're going mm. to end with it. I can't imagine them just plonking it in between. Uh, but they, by the sounds of it, the rumors seem to suggest this is very software focused. So mm. who knows, man? They might surprise us and still not show it. I if think they still don't show it. That's insane. It, is, it really is. But um, I, I, I think asking for a price at this moment in time is wishful thinking on my part. But yeah, they've got to show the console. They have to show the console. And I think that's <laughs> a nice way to kind of end. Like all of these games will be playing on this, and then they flash it up, and it looks like a jetpack and you're like oh man that's true but yeah i think we will end on the grand reveal of the the machine because we've had the we've had the um the controller you know mm. like the, the way they rolled out the playstation 4 was they showed off the controller then they showed off the console so it makes sense for them to do it now mm-hmm. do you and do you think they'll stick with the two-tone thing as well like uh because I, I honestly love that although i think it was benji that showed me that meme where it looks like a strappy dress next to like a like a purse like a mannequin and then that becomes yeah. the dual shot the dual sense like where do you guys come down on that stuff that whole two-tone approach and think they'll go for something that isn't gray or black or a darker color I'm probably the most negative out of all of us at the moment. I think it looks a bit like a Playmobil Mad Cat sort of like uh, amalgamation of just mess at the moment. I think I need to see it in real life or I need to see a bit more of it like video in someone's actual hands. Mm -hmm. Because even when people have done the photoshops of making it all black, it kind of looks, it looks like Saint Cat Mad Cat. It's just, it looks chunky. It looks like it's come out of the Xbox land of just, uh, I just have a slab of, rubbish wire you're out there why don't you big fan of the slab i mean anything that's bigger and chunkier reminds me of the duke which is on the original xbox i just i just think the dualshock 4 is the pinnacle of controllers in in my apart from the touchpad which obviously is going to be the major waste of time that's silly out on the back but i think everything about the feel about it just the build quality just everything about the ps4's dualshock 4 for me is perfect it, it does tend to get held up as the best controller, like so far in human history, I guess. Josh, what do you what do you think of the dual sense and the control scheme stuff, and whether the console would follow the same two tone thing? I dig it. I thought it looked really cool. I don't yeah. know. I didn't even realize it would cause such a division a on the internet until I a rift through the fan base until I saw all the reactions to it. Because when I saw it, I thought this looks really cool. This looks mm-hmm. really stylish uh, and not what I expected, which is a surprise when it comes to the dual shock. Because even though the the uh, DualShock 4 changed things up a little bit. It was more or less kind of the same general design. This seems like a more radical departure, especially mm-hmm. with the two-tone stuff. So I would I would dig it. Again, I'm with Ben Roy. I'd have to see it in person. I wonder whether the two-tone thing is to sell you two different colors of the same pencil. <laughs> maybe you have a black version, maybe you have a white version. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I think it... I think the color scheme is good. It's just whether the design of the console itself aesthetically is going to be nice. Because Microsoft gets a lot of crap for their big tower that they've got with the, with the Series X. But mm-hmm. I've come around to that idea. Like it's that. sleek. It's elegant. It's simple. It it just works. as Toy How, many, like how many times have I shared that image to you two? Or Phil Spencer holding that thing like a rocket launcher? It You've looks- got a picture of it on your wall. <laughs> I think, it, I think the, the, their console themselves, the Xbox One, what, the Xbox One console, the Xbox Series X, is that what it's called? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that one, that looks fine, I think. I'm mm-hmm. skeptical about this PS5, where it's going to, how it's going to look if it's some two-toned. I just don't want white machinery. I don't want oh, white I do. devices. I have a question for you both. 
Um, the rumors suggest, and I didn't put this in the thing, but I think it might be announced as well. The rumors suggest, along with Xbox, that they're going to launch two versions of the console when it comes out. They're going to have the regular version, then they're going to have the essentially the Pro edition. Whether it's mm -hmm. called the Pro or not, they're going to have like the higher-end one. Um, do you think that's a good idea, and which would you buy? Because if they did announce both, I think I would get the higher-end one, just to try and future-proof. I will say yes, because being a bit when I was younger, like... The only way I could have got a 360 is my mum bought the cheaper one without like hard drives and gimmicks. So I think you, you have that, have the the little, the nicer one for people to get in there, get their foot in the door, you say, but then have have the big, have the big one there ready for people like us that are going to go all in and buy the most powerful machine out there. I think don't leave it too much where the games are going to struggle, but definitely a good idea. It's it's all going to depend on the feature set for me. Um, if the if the super deluxe one is the one that does 8K and all these things that aren't going to be normalized or you know sort of across the board for the next couple of years, then I'll probably go with the basic one. Um, but I'm pretty much planning on dumping a month's wages into whatever they throw up on stage anyway. So it's uh, I'd I'd hopefully be able to do a hail mary and just get whatever the uh, fanciest one is. But yeah, it depends how they split it um, and how that comes down on the game side. Um, because if you're a game dev, which which what's your main skew? Like how have they are they as on the ball on the hardware side as Microsoft are, where, you know, whatever disk you put into it, it's going to up-res it and make it work. Because, I mean, Sony, it took them an extra year after the Pro's launch to put the boost mode in, um, to, like, put stuff in that would, you know, make the console automatically take advantage of whatever's inside it. But, yeah, I don't yeah, know, it's going to depend on features. You say that, that's but you both have Pro's, and, like, mm -hmm. you both jumped in on Pro's. Uh, you don't have a... I didn't jump in. It took me, like, three years. I did a I, crazy, you, stupid... You still made, you've still done a little jump. I mean, I'm still sitting here with my poor little jet engine that is choking to death. <laughs> See, this is what I'm going to say about right? Because I don't regret buying the PlayStation 4, but I regret how Sony and Microsoft kind of doled them out. I think the Pro is a great machine, and the X, uh, Xbox One X seems like a great machine as well. But the problem is it got me into kind of this weird thing where I, I bought a regular version of the PlayStation, I bought a regular version of the Xbox, then I bought a PlayStation 4 Pro, and then yeah. the Xbox One X came out, and I thought, yeah. well, I'm, I'm not going to pay for that as well. That's four consoles in one cycle just for these iterative upgrades. So for me, I think it's better from a consumer level if you have both options at launch and you know what you're getting, then you don't have to buy into kind of a base thing mm -hmm. just to upgrade in four years' time and have to worry about the competition doing the same thing. And I will say, yeah. as someone who has a friend who owns an Xbox One X, both Minecraft Dungeons and Gears Five have crashed his Xbox One X. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what this superpower is coming from. But Minecraft Dungeons is the most blandest thing I've seen in a while, and apparently that still crashes his machine. So well, who that's, knows? That's, that's not console wide because my One X is a lovely little dream machine. It might be covered in dust because there's nothing to play on it, but it runs fine whenever I do put it on. Get Gears um, Five, mate. I've got it and deleted it, mate. It's the same as Gears 3. But my thing with this <laughs> is that they need <laughs> they need overall um, features that all turn heads. and they need. But the, that's the thing with the Pro. It was like, how the hell do you split your overall selling point to make the deluxe version um, you know, be worth buying without cannibalizing the original sales? Like, I, I, yeah. I, as you know, that's something that um, obviously is like rumored on the Microsoft side, but I guess I'd be amazed if Sony did that from launch. But... You never know. Uh, in terms of closing stuff, um, Benroy, you said maybe the new Resistance game and um, the new Horizon. And then you mentioned um, a hint at the new Uncharted led by um, Cassie, uh, Mrs. Nathan Drake's daughter, um, which ties into what I was going to have for the closer um, because Sony have a new uh, studio in San Diego that they're yet to sort of name or even talk about officially, but we all know it's there, uh, comprised of ex-staff from Naughty Dog and Rockstar. Mm. Um, and I think a few other teams as well. Um, and I think they'll be the ones to reveal, like, hopefully a new IP. 
Um, yeah. But also the rumours that they're working on Uncharted 5. Do you think to close out, they should do something reliable or do a new IP? Uh, I think yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Because Uncharted 5, I feel like if you're playing as a totally different character, is almost you lead into the lean into a new IP. But then I wouldn't be able to imagine right now what a new IP would be out of them at this point, like mm. what they would go for. Like, I mean, I would love for them to maybe do an immersive sim, but that wouldn't sell billions like they want to. So mm. I think what you do is you have some sort of like lovely pre-rendered thing where Cassie comes out of say, like a cave where she's been exploring with her dad, Nathan, and she's like, like asking where he is and then he's missing and then that's going to be uncharted five like her going and searching for her father because his brother's got him in some more trouble or something like that maybe something like uncharted would be like that would be the first uncharted without naughty dog which like, yeah. obviously they, they pass all their other ips on eventually anyway um but yeah i mean i don't know like in terms of game formulas like when you guys saw the unreal engine 5 stuff i literally like sighed when i saw that they were still doing the same like hand holdy um like the approach to exploration going through the little small crevice and whatever and i was like oh this is just like third person action game 101 like i kind of want that stuff overhauled hopefully if they led with that same set of mechanics again i think it would be a bit of a bummer i think uncharted sells too much for it to completely go away and i think mm. you know that san diego studio makes the most sense to make it because naughty dog have very clearly moved on you know like mm. um the uncharted 4 was very much nathan drake's final adventure and stuff but Uncharted 4 sold 16 million copies worldwide. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uncharted 4 is one of the biggest brands Sony has. So I think we're going to get it sooner rather than later. Whether or not we see it now, I don't know because that San Diego studio is still quite young. But for me, if I was being not necessarily cynical, but I would assume that they're making an Uncharted thing rather than a new <laughs> IP. I, I yeah i mean i think it is weird i think that idea of like we're closing out on uncharted because like, for me for the closer i just want something something new something where they show some gameplay they have the confidence to show some gameplay because whatever whoever this new studio is assumingly they've had hands-on with the builds of the ps5 whether it's that jet engine one or whatever it is uh, where they have like something to show off um but yeah i guess for, for you ben Roy, like to mention like resistance and stuff like if they yeah. closed out with something that's a um you know like a reliable ip is that maybe just a safer way to go because at least then you have more of a fan base response I think if they did the whole T, they showed off the res Resistance trilogy, like rejig, like super duper, and then at the end they go, <laughs> but there's still more. And then the Resistance following up from free mm -hmm. at the end. I think you have a bunch of teases for games that aren't going to come out in the first year or so, because I don't know, personally me, I never trust any launch games or any games in the first year. I just mm -hmm. feel like they're going to have some sort of either, they're basically going to be up res versions of the ones that are coming out in the previous gen or they're going to have something wrong with them. And I feel like you don't get the real big hitters until a year or a uh, year and a bit in sort of thing, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's always, that's that's the thing. One of the biggest things to append when it comes to console cycles is that, the, yeah, the launch slate of games is always the worst stuff. Because um, either you're like, you're kind of developing it for the like previous generation yeah. or you're not fully used to the hardware yet. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it's going to be on them to sort of do something that, considering the weight that there's been and Microsoft are already out there going, like, here's our backwards compatibility, um, you know, ideas and these different exclusive studios that we've bought and everything. We just want something cool, I think. Don't go to Bethesda, though, and announce games that aren't going to come out until we've got kids. <laughs> <laughs> if they, yeah, if they do a Bethesda and just do, like, a logo showcase, um, it'll be a bit, of a, a bit of a wet fart. But anyway, you can head over to uh, Twitter, use the hashtag WCGP, let us know what you would like to see from the PS5 showcase. Um, and hopefully, it will find out on June 3rd. Hopefully, VentureBeat and Bloomberg combined are right. Um, but for now, this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Hilford, joined by Ben Roy Taylor. Goodbye there. And Josh Brown. Goodbye.
I will catch you all next time. Bye. See ya. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.